0: Bibles with you. Will you turn to Genesis chapter 2? No. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter two. Thank you, Jesus. We just going to take a look at one verse. One verse. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 25. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you. And it reads from the King James. And they were both naked. The Man and his wife, and we're not ashamed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Did they ever have me? you Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you. Father, even now, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Increase the anointing. Increase the power. Allow there to be a pouring out of your spirit even during the preaching, Father. Lord, speak to us, your children. Allow there to be an atmosphere where we will receive what you are saying that we may see it. Father, do not allow Tracy to impede are to hinder that which you want to say or do. Father, even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If I was to really describe or try to put into a picture, what I see in verse 25. I see the perfection of the union of a man and a woman in becoming one. Got to understand that this picture is not just one of a bodily connection, but it's one that they are connected on every level. They're connected spiritually, mentally, mentally, Emotionally and foundly after the commitment of marriage, they are connected as one, as husband and wife. See the picture. Understand what this verse is saying. It is before Genesis chapter 3, before sin comes into the picture. There is no static. There is no sin. There is nothing between them, so they are able to meet one another at a level that none of us have ever experienced. It is God's perfect plan of reuniting a man and a woman together, and they are naked and not ashamed. That is not just talking about physical nakedness, but what that means is that they had no sense of themselves. I don't think y'all hear me. They was not self-conscious. There, there, was no sense of of insecurities. There was no sense of being inferior. There was no damage emotionally, mentally, spiritually. They were at a place where they were so they were so into God, and God so into them that they did not have a sense of themselves. So they was able to pour into each other perfectly. My my brothers and sisters, what what God is trying to get us to, at least to get us back to a glimpse of this, we will never get there until we get to heaven and our union with Christ. But if we really want marriage, marriage is where there are two people that are filling in their box, pouring seed into the other one. I I mean, man, look. She's not worried about what he's thinking about her. He's not worried about what she's thinking about him. They are standing there with not an inch of clothes on. And they don't even notice. <laughs> he is so into her that he's pouring into her. She is so into him that she's that that she's yielding up to him and they both are so into God that they are perfectly perfectly satisfied. Anybody want to go back to Genesis? (laughs) My question then is Lord but, but Genesis chapter 3 did take place so Lord if this is a possibility, if, if this is, we may not be able to get to the total totality of it, but Lord, we ought to be able to get some of it. There ought to be still a connection between the husband and wife that there ought to be something that that, that leads her close to what Adam and Eve is experiencing. That there is no no fear. Fear, no, no fear of being condemned, rejected, but there's unconditional love that's being poured into one another. Man, bring, bring my boxes, man. Bring, bring my boxes. It's time for my boxes. Because I can probably demonstrate it better than I can explain it. Because unless we understand this part of it, we really don't understand marriage. Unless we understand what is happening, that dynamics between the relationship, we will always fall short and never come to the place of what God really is trying to help us to come to. There's the the woman, there's the man, or vice versa. Both of them, this is really their hearts. Can y'all see up there? Don't they look cute? (laughs) I mean, you know, you know, it's wedding day. They're about ready to say their vows. They they look cute. I mean, all dressed up on the outside, and no matter how dressed up you are on the outside, you still can be messed up on. I mean, see, there's a problem here because, to be honest with you, the lids in marriage got to come off. See, you can look good for everybody on the outside, but marriage requires for you to open up. The problem with opening up is it exposes too much. See, in order to open up, you got to expose your heart to somebody. But unless you open up, nobody can put in and nobody can get out. Oh, yeah. Did you know it's possible to be in a marriage and both of y'all shut down emotionally? Oh, yeah. Did you know that, that really the truth of the matter is, is that probably no marriage is like this? but we are at different degrees of, of, of opening and closing. We are at different degrees of trusting one another with our entire heart. Perhaps there's just some cracks there. The problem is that until we get to the place that we can open up a little bit more, we suffer loss you can be in a room full of folks and still be lonely. This type of union that I'm talking about, it has to be spiritual, it has to be mental, got to be emotional. And when you get things out of order, part of the problem with some of our marriages, we jumped in the sack too fast. And you're right, fell in love with that and forgot about everything else. That's next week. That's next week. That's next week. week. Don't miss next week. That's part two. Psalms 128 gives us an example. He said, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord and doeth what is right. Doeth what the Lord wants him to do. He's fallen in the steps of God. That means that, number one, we got to find our relationship with God and submit our lives to him. Listen. Submission to to God, it helps the marriage. We're going to make that clear in a little bit, okay? Because to be honest with you, unless God fixes stuff, unless God is in the midst of it, it's hard to open up to anybody. What happens when one is closed and one is open? truth. Listen to the Psalms. He said, and the man shall eat, listen, eat of the labor of his hand. What? That's fruit. He is eating of the seeds that he poured in. Wife, you need to be responsive to your husband. if He is loving you that it evokes out of you a response to him. It evokes out of you a response. And I have seen relationships where the man was trying his best to pour in, but the wife still was closed. Fathers, be careful how you treat your daughters. Because you can mess your daughters up for the rest of their lives. Matter of fact, to be honest with you, if you come from a broken family, it may be the hardest thing in the world to open up your heart to anybody. Amen. You can set up the poor in, but, but notice that sometimes folks won't let you up then. There's some folks sitting in here. You don't even think God loves you. So if you can't receive God's love, how can you receive anybody else's love? And we are allowing the past hurts of our life to stop us from enjoying right now. Another scenario. White folk and men shut down. Let me say this, I'll say this very carefully. What do you do when you can't get beyond the walls? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> From a scriptural standpoint, I think what the Bible tells us to do, that keep on doing as much as they allow you to do, and trust God for everything else. I don't care. Sometimes some folks, I don't care how much you love on them, if God, if they don't allow God to fix them, they won't be fixed. I do want to say this to everyone. If you allow the Lord Jesus Christ, if you recognize that there's some brokenness in your life. God can fix whatever happened to you. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. I'm going to show you that next week. But today what I want to deal with is that what we need from each other is that we need to learn to trust each other. That we need to begin to speak to each other love language. We ought to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That says, be kind with one another. Watch your words. Be patient with one another. Love one another. And that ought to be poured out in the relationship between the man and the woman. Because what you are doing, you're planting seeds in one another. But if I take that back, the man is planting seeds and the woman is giving fruit. Notice something. As a man, I can't plant, I can't produce my own fruit. And as a woman, you can't plant your own seeds. I don't think y'all heard me. As a man, I can't produce my own fruit. And as a woman, you can't plant your own seeds. Whether you're married or single, you need somebody. You need somebody to put into you. Every child who comes on the earth is wanting mama and daddy to believe in them, to pour into them. They need that so they will have a sense of self. We do not have a sense of self. Naturally, we allow the people around us to define who we are. Our relationships define us. So whether you are married or single, there ought to be some good folks around you who can tell you the truth, who will tell you what God has for you, encourage you in the Lord. This isn't just for married folks. This is for folks all together. You ought to have somebody that you can trust. Matter of fact, you ought to watch who's speaking into your spirit. Don't let anybody speak into your spirit. There's some friends that you got that you need to let go of because they don't mean you no good. There's some family folks, you ought not to stay on the phone very long because all they do is talk about negative stuff. You got to guard your heart. Listen, you got to guard your heart carefully. Folks will hurt you. Folks will use you up, spit you out. You need to have some folks that love you enough to tell you the truth. There ought to be somebody that you can get emotionally naked with and they will give you unconditional love anyhow. The folks that approve your mess, get rid of them. The folks that tell you to do mess, get rid of them. Find somebody that's gonna encourage you to do better in Jesus. Sometimes you don't need to hear what you want to hear. You need to hear the truth. Sometimes you don't need to hear someone to agree with you. You need somebody's going to say, wait a minute. Let's look at it a different way. Now, I'm talking, you know, know, listen. If your husband can't do that for you, find a girlfriend that will do that for you. That your wife can't do that for you, find some brothers that would do that for you. Yes, Lord Jesus. My brothers and sisters, what's happening is sometimes when you go through the store, you got to have enough in you to encourage yourself. Yes. Amen. But what enables you to encourage yourself is that you got a true estimation that God loves you, yes. that God values you, yes. that God's been with you somebody ought to speak enough in your life, that when all hell breaks loose, you can say wait a minute. How, how, how can I say this? I'm, gonna, I'm trying to say this. Hate to say it, but sometimes your partner ain't the best one to go to. Should be, but honestly may not be the case. But they all, I believe if you pray, God will bring some. Why are you looking in the box? I see something. Didn't he say that that man who, who lay, listen, labors. We are the initiator, brothers. We pour into them. What if she don't let me? then you do as much as you can do without getting your feelings hurt and trust God for the rest. But Red, what if he don't let me love on him? You do as much as you can do without getting your feelings hurt and you leave the rest to God. Y'all, y'all, y'all hear me. Y'all understand me. Why? Because the last thing that you want to be is the one that God comes after. Hold on. Y'all know. Y'all know. Y'all know sometimes the spirit is telling you what to do and you ain't doing it. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25 says, since you live in the spirit, walk by the spirit. Walk in, walk by the spirit. Hold on, look what he saying. He said, you say you're spiritual? Then the Spirit would teach you. Y'all don't hear me. The Spirit would teach you how to love one another. Yes, oh, let me prove it. Y'all looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Remember the last time y'all had an argument and you was laying there like you was asleep and you wasn't? And God told you to apologize and you didn't? And you couldn't go to sleep because God wouldn't let you. And you were fuss with God because you said he started it. He started it. But sometimes God don't care who started it. He wants somebody to end it. Who told you marriage is fair? Who told you it goes tip for time? Who told you because he did wrong, you got to do wrong? Who told you because she acted nasty, you gotta act nasty? Who told you because she didn't iron your shirt, you didn't put gas in the car? Who told you you didn't fix his meal so 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 he don't carry the groceries upstairs? Who told you? You call him that; she called you this. You. It gets deeper than that in some households. Somebody done patched up the bruise with makeup. But what we don't understand is that when we tear down the other, we tear down ourselves. We reap what we sow. Even in the relationship, we reap what we sow. And what a question you have to ask am I reaping what? Phone call. Mm. Hello? Hey, Reb. Hey, man, what's up? Man, you know that thing you told me to do for a week? Yeah, man. Man, I don't get I'm not getting no good fruit. But let me ask you, how long you been planting bad seeds? For six months? Now how long you been planting good seeds? Three days. (laughs) Wait a minute, man. We're talking about farming. Now, how long you been planting bad seeds? Six months? Now, how long you been planting good seeds? Three days, and you ready to quit? Yeah. Why you ready to quit? It ain't working. Wait a minute, man. If you have been planting six months worth of bad seeds, you got about six months of bad fruit to eat. You see, because you harvest later than you sow, and you harvest more than you sow. Yeah. 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 No. So, so, bruh, yeah. you know what you got to do? Yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. Keep planting good seeds. I say in about three months. Uh-huh. Wait a minute, Rev. Yeah. Three months, you might get your first. Good fruit Why are you laughing there? <laughs> spiritual principle. Listen to what I'm saying. These are spiritual principles that is as valid as gravity. If you go up on top of this roof and say, I can fly, I bet you, you can't. It's not because I know the future, because I know the law of gravity is gonna push you down. As real as that is, the spiritual principles is just as real. The problem is, is that we don't understand this stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. So then when we are doing stuff and it's not working, what we don't understand is, wait a minute. The only time I've seen that, don't get me wrong. I have seen situations where because family plays a part. Our childhood and everything plays a part. I have seen situations where the man was pouring into the wife, and the wife couldn't respond. It was because there was brokenness to that degree. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. And no matter what he did, she could not. I have seen the wife. Do everything she's supposed to do his wife and more so and and the husband not be able to yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. because there was brokenness yes, sir. Yes, sir. in that situation yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. but I see in that case I see the grace of God. What you want is you want the grace of God in your situation. Sometimes you don't do it because you just love them that much. You do it because you, you obligated. You do it because you love the Lord. You do it because you want to be right with him. Uh, you know, folks get mad. They can just eat each other up. Six months later, they wish they would have ate each other up. Come on, married folk. Sometimes that other person get on your last. I mean your very last. I mean your very last, last nerve. I mean, I mean, when you take two people from different backgrounds, you take a a woman that's from Venus, a man from Mars, put them in the same household, sooner or later y'all gonna get sick of one another. Sometimes, But following the principle, you still do what you're supposed to do because you want to walk in the blessings of God. You see, even though I can't plant no seeds in my own box because I done planted seeds in that box, I got some grapes, y'all. I got a story behind these graves. I was supposed to get them yesterday, but I got busy yesterday. So early this morning, I went to Biggs. But how many people know Biggs don't open up till six o'clock? And it was five o'clock when I went to Biggs. I'm standing at the door saying, There's people in there. Then I finally walked around and said, Don't open till six o'clock. So I went to Myers. It took some work for me to get these grapes. If it took work for me to get these grapes on a natural plane, don't you think it takes take work for you to get fruit in a spiritual plane? Though I did not sow into my own box, the fruit came up in my box because I sowed into my wife's. What you do for the other will be, because he said, because he shall eat of the labor of his, Psalms 128. He shall eat of the labor of his, listen, a farmer, before he takes the fruit to market, he fills his own house. He eats of his own fruit. Wives, when you yield to him your fruit, he'll pour more seeds. Let me speak to every man here. Let me speak to every person in here. The biggest feminist, if she get hooked up with the right man and know how to love her, she'll turn in her feminist ways. Y'all don't hear me? Oh, I didn't get too many class. Oh, y'all want me to prove it, huh? Okay, let's prove it. The way you all are designed is y'all don't really want the pressure of running things thing and making all the decisions. Listen, you worry about it a month out. We worry about it two days before. It's not that we don't care. God has designed us differently, that we don't have as many connectors to the right side of our hemisphere that is the emotional side of our brain. God made us that way so that sometimes we can make decisions and respond with no emotions attached. That is done because we are the protectors of the household. As someone breaks into the house, meaning intimate danger to the household, it's not the woman's job to get up out of the bed and fight the intruder. Uh I got any woman that's a take on that? (laughs) I didn't think so. It is the man's job to get up and put his life in danger and fight the intruder. With us, there is the ability to do that without the emotions taking place. Why? Because there is a delay system in us that we will go into action from reflexes without no fear. That is innate in us, because God challenged the man to be the protector of his household. You all have many more connectors on purpose. Y'all bring to us the emotional side. When a baby is in a mother's womb between the 16th and 26th week, he is worse with testosterone, which actually severed the connectors from the left and right hemisphere, and we don't have as many connectors, which means our emotional response is delayed. God did that so that we can make decisions without going through the nervousness, without going through the weight of carrying the weight of it, without going through the fear and the emotional side of it when it comes to stuff like that. Doesn't mean that we don't have any emotions, but it means that it's not as vivid, it's not as current, it's not as acute as yours we are able to bear up under the weight of things and let you come up under our covering. We are able to deal with it and allow, allow y'all, and when y'all don't come up under our covering, we may not say anything, but our feelings is hurt. A husband who wants to cover his wife when the wife does not allow him to, he pulls back oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and shuts down. My brothers and sisters, what I'm saying, I'm saying that we got to learn how to love one another so that these foxes will begin to. Do you know your make love language? Have you asked her? Have you asked him? Have you you asked them what makes them go ching ching? Have you asked them what makes them weak in the knees? Have you asked her what blows her mind? You know what? Sometimes we are told and we don't do what they we don't listen to what they say. There has to be a submitting to one another. Ephesians five twenty one said, "Submit to one another in the fear of God." Matter of fact, you do it because God says so. It don't start in verse twenty two. It starts in verse twenty one. Then the word submission, which is not used again in the Greek. But in the English, they put it in so that you understand it's carried down all the way through. Because what it says is, wife, submit to your husband. Allow him to be the head. Allow him to lead you. But it says, husband, submit to your wife by loving her. And the more that we begin to do that, when God begins to bring healing, well, all that happen is, I'm not saying that this worked perfectly because we are in a fallen situation, but you engage God to take care of the rest. We can, we eat of that which the other person allows to come into our hearts. If it's friends, if it's family, there'll be somebody. That's pouring into you. I hear somebody, I hear somebody say, but Rev, you don't understand. I don't want to go there yet. Let me back up off of that. Let me back off of that. Let me go back to 522. I don't think I, because I don't think I got caught that yet. 525. Listen what it's saying that the Spirit leadeth us. The Holy Spirit is our, He comes alongside of us and He gives us direction on what, how to do. Are you listening to the Spirit when it comes to how to love your children? Are you listening to the Spirit when it comes to how to love your mate? Because what we are responsible for. Is what the Spirit is telling us to do. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm telling you it's hard. And I'm telling you, but guess what? Don't you want to be right with God? Because He Ephesians have to foster in the fear of God. But, 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 but Red, but you understand? What is it I don't understand? You understand? I got no family. You understand, my friends have let me down. You understand, my husband don't act right. You understand, my wife don't act right. What do I suppose to do? You look to the hills from with cometh your help, your help cometh from the Lord. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. See, before you go to anybody, go to Jesus. If your marriage is hurting right now, go to Jesus. If you're single, go to Jesus. God is the best farmer that there ever been. I know I'm right about it. He will put good stuff in your box. Yes, he will. He will love you like nobody. Like nobody. Like your mama never loved you. Like your daddy never loved you. Like your husband never loved you. Like your wife. The Lord God will love you. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. What are you saying? No matter what state this sermon finds you in, I got to answer. His name his name is J-E-S-U-S. If you're single, I got somebody for you. His name is J-E-S-U-S. If you're in a difficult marriage, I know a marriage counselor. His name is J E S. You ask if you're struggling and nobody loves you, I know someone. His name, his name is more powerful, is more binding than any name. Jesus. Every knee shall bounce. Every tongue shall prepare. That Jesus is Lord. I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad. I know somebody. When I'm down and out and I don't know what to do, I go in my prayer closet. I just say, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sometimes I don't even know what to say, but I say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And guess what? Sooner or later, sooner or later, he'll come see. Yes, he will. He'll come see about you. All of a sudden, got the weight of the world on your back. But all of a sudden, it feel like hot syrup pouring down my head, Get a tingling in my body. I said, uh-oh, oh, uh-huh, I feel the love coming. Not the love of Portia, not the love of bread, but the love of Jesus. Jesus. Do you know him? Wait a minute. Somebody in here. You've been trying everybody else's love. But you need to try the love of Jesus. I hear some knocking. You hear that? Listen, y'all. Huh? Somebody check the front door. See if someone out there. Tell them the door is open. What's happening? It's on the inside. Wait a minute. I I know that knock. Sounds like Jesus. I remember some years ago in my bedroom, something was. Tell you what I did. I opened my heart and let him in. Ever since that day, joy. somebody here. He's knocking at your heart. I tell you what, he no wise will catch you out. If you let him in, he'll give you some fruit. If you let him in, he'll fill up your box. The sad thing about it, you're holding on to nothing. Jesus says in the gospel of John 15, without me, you can do nothing. But if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you will. And I will do that because here it is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. He don't send nobody to hell. He wants everyone to be saved but if you don't let him in down here why you think you're going to let him in up there and if you don't let him in down here you're going to get what you asked for but why you got a chance where there's blood running warm in your veins while your lungs have the ability to breathe in air While your ears are able to hear, while your eyes are able to see, you best answer, you best answer, he's knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in, let him in. My question is, what if he quit knocking? He don't have to knock forever. You know he's knocking. You waiting for somebody else to put into you, but nobody, nobody can do you like Jesus. All you have to do is open. Up the door of your heart and let him in. In his presence is the fullness of joy. And he says, and there's pleasures forevermore. No matter what status life finds you in, whether you're single, whether you're married, you need Jesus. See, hear what I said? You need him. You need him. He can do for you what nobody else would do. He'll fix up your broken heart. He'll make you satisfied. And no matter what state you're in, oh yes he will, you find yourself singing all by yourself. You can have a party all by yourself. I mean a Holy Ghost party. You don't need no alcohol you don't need some pot you don't need no crack the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost will make you cry sometime, make you shout sometime, make you run sometime yes he will yes he will, yes he will yes he will, will. I'm closing it Today, let him in. If he's knocking at your heart, let him in. Today is today. I'm asking everyone to stop. Stop movement, because the Holy Spirit is moving on somebody and you don't want to be held guilty for disrupting what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in somebody's heart. Salvation is the most important thing in the world, in the universe. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. Today. He will meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. Today. He will wash the sins away. Today. He'll give you joy on the inside today he'll let you know everything is going to be alright today as the choir comes if you are here if you are here I'll send a preacher to come get you I'll come get you myself raise your hand we'll come get you will you come will you come if you're here today And God is knocking at your heart. Step out by faith.